Good morning. Good to see you here this morning on Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you're recovered from the food and the treats and all of that. We still have some pecan pie, pecan pie at home. And uh, so I'm, I'm recovering still. It's been, it's been a little rough because I cannot say no to pecan pie and ice cream. It's really tough. It's now officially, though, time to shift over, turn the corner toward Christmas. And I don't know if you have a rule or something about listening to Christmas music. Some people push it like November 1. Uh, but now you're totally free. We're singing more Christmas songs in worship. And uh, I know many of us have already been diving into the, the Christmas holidays. But this is the time of the year that we can enjoy things like eggnog and gingerbread lattes. I, I personally don't. Here's, here's a, a mug of eggnog. Uh, I'm not a fa- fan of either of those, but Alex Barrett, the campus pastor in Alhambra is, and he actually owns that mug. Uh, he's very proud of it, so I thought I'd share it with you. Uh, there's festive light shows going on, displays, like this one in, at the Grove in L.A., and then there's the movies, A Christmas Story, Elf, or maybe you like more traditional movies than those, but we get a kick out of those ourselves. Lord willing, uh, you can make it to the snow. I don't, I don't know. I'm good for 30 minutes in the snow. I don't, I don't really like it that much. I know two families are snowed in in Arrowhead um, right now, two of our families. Uh, but I, I like to go to the snow and leave the snow. I don't want to live, and I never understood that. My mom did, never wanted to live in the snow ever again. She grew up in southeast Oklahoma, never wanted to go back there. And uh, now I know why. As I'm an adult, I don't, it's cold. If you follow Christ, it's this scene that brings the season into focus. It's an amazing thing that God has done by stepping into our world so that we can know him, so we can walk with him. If you're a new Christ follower, maybe this is your first Christmas with a new significance. Christmas should be a time of savoring things that are really, truly important. Uh, But Christmas really can be a pressure-packed season of stress, unmet expectations, and trying to fit it all in. To what we're wanting to do. It can also be a time of loneliness and disappointment. There are strong waves that come during the Christmas season that can catch us off guard and, and pull us under. So that, that's why we've called this series Christ, uh, Caught in the Undertow, because that's some, sometimes what happens at Christmas. I, I went through some, I'll call them my Scrooge years. Uh, I don't know if it was coincided with my midlife crisis or not. Uh, During my midlife crisis, I bought a surfboard and started surfing again. Uh, But obviously, I might have been Scrooge during that that time as well, because I got so frustrated with all the add-ons to the heart of what Christmas is all about. And that, that was really on me. That was my bad attitude, because I can choose my attitude. And I, I don't I don't have to be frustrated because everybody else won't do what I think they should do or leave me alone to let me celebrate however I decide. I can choose that. But I did have those years. So what happens sometimes is waves roll in 
to threaten us and overwhelm us each year and can pull us under. And so our hope in this series is to provide some clarity on what's coming at us and offer some help from God's word to guide us through the season. So today we're looking at ways of demand. There are a lot of demands on us during this season. Next week, we're looking at waves of comparison as we start gathering in groups of people. Very easy to start comparing yourself with others, this family with that family, and all of that. We're going to look at that next week. And then on December 11th, we'll look at waves of uncertainty. And if we're not prepared, if, we don't, if we're not ready to respond rightly to these things, it, it, it can overwhelm us. And so that's why we're talking about it. We're going to wrap it all up with our family Christmas celebration. And, and the theme for that is Waves of Grace. And so we're going to look at just celebrate what Jesus has done together. Everybody in the room on the family Christmas celebration. That's, that really is a good time, as Ryan said. But we can find ourselves getting caught in all the festivities of the season and getting swept away by demands, and these demands can drown us. And the ones that drown us, for the most part, are related to my expectations and others' expectations. These are things that pull us down under. Some of the demands are conjured up in our own minds. We, we want things to happen in a certain way, in a certain order. Family traditions create expectations and you may be trying to create family traditions. And you have a picture in your mind of how you want this event to go. And the problem is, when we have that picture, it's very easy to start treating people like chess pieces. Just moving them around. Or like that, you know, when you go to a photographer and they tell you to pose and it just it's just awkward. You know, you're just... Well, it gets awkward when people are trying to push you around to fit into their picture. It's a struggle. We have have an idea of the perfect gift. We get obsessed with it, and we really hope it shows up on Christmas. We also have to respond to others' expectations. Demands are expressed by extended family who want time. They want our time. They want to celebrate the way we always have. And you're expected to attend... Parties after parties. Then there's the spontaneous invitations, and you really, you really want to do this stuff sometimes, but there are only so many days and hours. I mean, it, it, it adds pressure. There, there are the wish lists. The older your kids get, or your grandkids, uh, the, the, the more expensive the wish lists are, and you, you really want to get them what they want. You love your kids or your grandkids. And you, but you know, there's, there's only so much stretching your budget can do. Can't do everything. That's impossible. The people in the early church were dealing with pressure as well. And we're going to look at some guidance that Paul gave to two churches in the first century who faced pressure. It was a different kind of pressure than we experience at at the Christmas season, but the solution's the same. We can gain a lot of insight on how to deal with our own pressure as we look at what he told those churches to do. 
um, they were what was happening is people were coming from outside the church and even infiltrating the churches, and they were trying to add to what Jesus had already done for people to experience salvation. So Jesus, the gospel, is the good news. And the good news is to be accepted by God, to be forgiven of your sin by God, is, means that you believe in Jesus Christ to the extent where you obey him and you give your life to him. Once you've done that, once you've made that decision and given your life to Christ, you don't have to add anything to it. But what was happening in these churches is uh, people were coming, teachers were coming from the outside and saying you had to add to that. You not only had to accept Christ into your life and give your life to him and trust him with your life, but you had to do all this other religious stuff. That's, that's not the gospel. That's, that's really bad news because religious stuff gets boring. You know, it just gets old. So the church in Galatia, they were dealing with the pressure from a group who was teaching that to be a true Christian, uh, you needed to follow, the males needed to follow the Jewish rite of passage. And this was a serious attack on the work of Christ because they were demanding that to be truly saved, additional work had to be added. Church in Colossae, we're going to look at some words to them. They were dealing with a group of people who were demanding that Christians needed to observe the Old Testament Jewish laws, and religious ceremonies. So, you know, Christ, you accept Christ, you ask him into your life to lead you and be your boss. But beyond that, you've got to do the laws and the ceremonies. That's not the gospel. It's not what Jesus came here to, to say, to teach us. This is a great deal of pressure to hang on to these traditions. To do what we've always done. Does that sound familiar? That part might sound familiar. We've got to do it the way we've always done it. It's the way we do it. There were early demands and pressure to do more than what Christ did for us. And so we're going to look at them. The, the, these groups were, they were basically promoting philosophies about Jesus and what he did when he lived and died and raised again that were way off the path. And if you buy into them here, you keep going further and further away from what God intends. They lead you astray. So the pressures of the Christmas season aren't exactly the same pressures, but the solution, as I said, is the same. Let's look at what Paul said. Paul started the letter to the Colossians this way. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort, distort the gospel. So this is what's going on. People were coming in trying to distort the gospel. They were attacking the gospel itself. So Paul wrote this. This is important to hang on to here. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. 
He, he is the substance to all of life. The pressure they were experiencing threw some people into confusion and anxiety. Oh, no, you know, it's not enough. I've got to do. We have this built-in thing in us as human beings where it's really hard to believe that Jesus paid the price for us and we don't have to keep paying. We don't have to keep earning our way into God's favor. And so this, this teaching that was coming in, adding on to the gospel, which is no good news at all, it, it, it resonates with us in a way. We, we think that makes sense. I've got to earn my way into God's favor. But that is not the good news. And when we get confused and anxious over that, it can hit us like a wave. We don't know which end is up. You ever been in the ocean when a wave hits you? And... You didn't see it coming, and you wonder what's going on. You get tossed around like a rag doll inside. I, I have a few times. I, I kind of enjoy it. I like the rag doll thing, but not, not too big a, a wave. I, I'm okay with that. I think I could do it once now, and I'd be done. Um, but this is how it is with demands. When, when we feel the pressure and we start trying to please people, and we can't get our thinking straight. We cannot hold on to what's most important right here. It's unsettling. There's a famous wave in Tahiti called Chopu. Here's, here's a picture of the wave. It's known as the thickest wave, the heaviest wave in the world. Look at that lip. You can see it's very, very thick lip. Um, it's not the tallest, but it has the most water behind it. And the pressure it puts. So if you wipe out on this wave, there's so much water, people have drowned. So it's a very serious thing. That, that's, that's pressure. Here, here's a video clip of, of what it's like to surf on this wave. something, isn't it? Um, we, we, will, we will probably never experience anything like that. I'm not. I'm not stupid enough to go out in that. Um, I've been in six-foot waves that just crunch you. And, and at the wedge, which we'll look at at some point in this series, it's, it's scary. But the pressure and the demands around the holidays can do that to your insides and can feel close to the same kind of pressure. As you deal with those. And I'm sure there's a wide range of responses that we have in this room today to the pressure. Uh, some, some of us prefer to complain about it. Others feel like a victim. 
Uh, we get hung up on that. Uh, some may check out or escape, just pull out. I'm just not going to be involved. That was me in my screwed years. I'd, I was involved, but I was only a shell while I was there. Um, I, I'd like to suggest another way to respond to the ways of demand at the holidays. When you're trying to overcome the force of a powerful wave, you have to do the opposite than what you think you need to do. What you tend to want to do is fight against the power that's pounding you under the ocean. And what you have to do is go down deeper. If you want to deal with a wave, I'm, they, they jet ski you to that wave. I'm not talking about Chopu. Okay, but, but when you're in the ocean, say Huntington Beach, you know, it's about three or four feet high. To, to, you have to dive under the wave in order to get past it and just let it go over you. And that's a picture, really, of what we need to do as we deal with the demands of the season. I want to encourage you to dig deep into your soul and rely on God to help you gain the insight as you handle the pressure of the season. The Lord wants to help. He really does want to help. During the Christmas season, we deal with the waves of demand by, first of all, choosing a higher vantage point. That's the first thing we do. Colossians 3, 1 through 3, the higher vantage point comes from deep within. So we have to go, we have to go into, if you've decided to follow Christ, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And then you have the resources in the Holy Spirit to draw from to deal with demands and things that come against us in this world. And so to deal with these demands, to gain a higher vantage point, you have to reach in and trust him. If then you have been raised, Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So it's hidden. Our, our life, the source of our life, comes from Jesus Christ who's in us. It's hidden in us. That means that no one can steal you the source of your life. If you've decided to follow Christ, you've given your life to him, you can learn to rely on him, and no one, no circumstance can take your life away. You have this source in you that wells up to give you the power to respond to the demands or whatever it is you're dealing with. It's not found in the circumstances we see around us. It's found in him. And it's hidden in us, those who have come to know Christ as Lord. When you're struggling under the demands and pressure, tap into the source of life that God's provided in you. By praying, setting your mind on what's above. By asking God to help you see things from his vantage point. We're going to look at some practical ways to do that in a moment. But I deal with my expectations for the way I want things to go by realizing I have everything I need tucked inside of me in the person of Jesus Christ and his spirit. And I draw from that. I draw from him to do what I need to do that day, to relate well to people, to treat them rightly, to handle the things that are flowing on. 
I, I'm, not, I'm not dependent on what's going on out here. I can rely on him. Colossian church needed to be reminded that the pressure they were feeling, they were earthly concerns. They were man-made pressures. Paul reminded them that they didn't need to keep trying to please everyone or come up with more self-effort to be right with God. Christ had already made them right with God. They had everything they needed, really, in this life. When you, when you come to that point, it's like a pressure relief valve. It just releases all the pressure. Because you realize, I'm, I'm accepted and loved by God. I belong to him. And I can trust him. Oh, yeah. You know, as you get caught up in the demands, you're rolling under the pressure. You're just getting pounded. Oh, yeah, God's accepted me. I belong to him. I have everything I need in him. I, I, don't, I don't need this to go a certain way to be fulfilled. I can find it in God himself. And I, that, that changes my attitude toward whatever it is I'm doing. Because I, I can draw my strength from him and set myself to serve in the situation then. Not demand myself that people meet my needs, but I can, by the grace of God, set out to meet their needs. If I have this source of life in Christ then I don't have to try to suck life out of other people. I, I'm free to love them whether they love me back or not. Now, that's a struggle when they don't love you back. It is a struggle. That's part of the pressure. Those are the demands. But I'm not a drain on them. I'm a breath of fresh air. I'm, I'm, setting, I'm looking for ways to serve and show kindness to them. I take my complaints to God. And work them out before him before I take it out on others. I, I am not a victim in any situation because my eternity is secure in Christ. And I'm relying on that. Not what I see, but what I have hidden in, in Christ. My eternal security in him. I don't check out or escape. Because I follow Christ who walked into a horrible death. So that I could have a relationship with God. That's what he did. So I follow him. I don't back, back away. I don't check out. I don't escape. I, I do what he wants me to do. So basically we deal with these demands by choosing a higher vantage point. Aiming to please God, not people. Proverbs 29.25 says, The fair man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. We often cave into the pressure people place on us and we try to make everyone happy. We say yes to demand, especially at holidays, only to be frustrated and resentful and cranky while we're doing whatever it is that was expected to do. And we're no fun. It's not fun. Nobody's having fun because we've decided to resent what it is we chose to do. <clears throat> we feel trapped. We just say yes. That's the trap of the fear of man. When you're trying to please people, you end up trapped. And resentment builds and grows. 
It's a grind when we feel no freedom in relationships. And the joy in life is sapped when we try to people please. Sometimes it seems better to give in to the pressure and just take the brunt of it ourselves, but we're setting a trap when we fear people more than we fear God. The, the, the idea of fearing God is we respect Him so much that we take Him seriously and we aim to do in each situation what pleases Him, not what pleases anyone else, not what pleases ourselves. It's a trap to fear men, to fear people. When we just go along, the resentment builds and it spoils our attitude. It ruins whatever it is we're doing. We may need to give time to others who are expecting it, but we need to do it from a free heart to please God, not, not because we feel obligated. So Paul tells the Galatians, for I am now in, in 110, for I, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. This, this is what it means to follow Christ is, I set myself to please him alone, no one else. And in doing that, in setting my heart to please him alone, you end up being the best parent, the best son or daughter, the best friend or family. You, you, you end up doing what is right by people. But it's not because they expect it. It's because you're setting your heart to please God himself. This is your goal. Finally, we deal with the demands by deciding to use our freedom to serve. Galatians 5, 13, 15 says, For you are called the freedom, brothers. The gospel gives us freedom. We're not obligated to do the law. We're free. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh which is, means our old nature before we decided to follow Christ. And it's still there. It's still, we still cave into it at times. So don't, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. It's tempting to withdraw from difficult people. In our lives, it's easy to bite and devour one another, which is the opposite of withdrawing. That's the opposite. It's natural to want to lash out at those who add pressure to our lives, but we've been called to a greater law, the law of love. And we're free to do the law without the obligation to do what we need to do. Because we've been forgiven and accepted by God. That frees us to do it. We find the power to live the law of love from our hidden life in Christ. It's tucked inside of us. We've been accepted and forgiven by God. We, we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve to be forgiven from our life of sin. But we're loved, and that love that God has shown us frees us to really love other people, genuinely, from a free heart. Even those who seem unlovable. Here's a recap of how to overcome the ways of demand. First, identify the demands. What, what is pulling on you right now? What is trying to pull you down? Identify those demands 
and ask the Lord for help. Ask yourself, where am I feeling the most pressure and demand right now? Where is it coming from? Maybe jot down the most pressing demands and or make a mental note. Just make a note in your mind. This is it. I'm just feeling pressure. Then, then you can pray, Father, I belong to you and heaven is in my future. Help me focus on what's most important right now. I can't, you know, I'm getting tossed around by this. But help me to focus right now on what's most important. Next, set your heart to please God alone. You don't need to cave to others' demands, but you should aim to please God by treating them well, doing right by them. Determine that pleasing God is your number one priority in the situation. Pray something like, Lord, help me to please you and not place my value in what others think of me. It's easy to do. God, help me. Help me to get past this. Then finally, take steps to serve others with a free heart out of love for God, not out of obligation. Take initiative to do so. What opportunities exist around you? God, God puts us all in, in our families, in our neighborhoods, at our workplace. And he, he drops us in there, those of us who know Christ and are following him. He puts us there so that we can serve. We're serving him. We're not trying to please the people around us. We're trying to please God. And so he drops us in to our circumstances in life, to our circles that we run in. And he wants us to meet the needs that we're able to. Not out of guilt or pressure, but out of love and gratitude for how God has loved and taken care of us. Whisper a prayer like, God, help me to serve those around me and not compete with them. But help me to see the needs and serve. This may not mean that you do exactly what people demand or expect, but you do what is right and best by them. God provides everything we need to enjoy our lives right now. And during this Christmas season, we can draw strength from him, the hidden life he gives in Christ. Let's decide to walk through this season with him so we can navigate the demands that the ways bring. As I wrap up this morning, I want to encourage you to think through a way to respond personally to the message. And I've suggested some next steps here. And uh, if, if you look on the back of your listening guide uh, and the connection card in the program, the next steps are on both of those uh, items. And so you could mark one for yourself, mark another one on the connection card and drop it in the offering when it comes by. We're going to receive the offering in a few moments. But here, here are my suggestions. My next step today is to memorize Colossians 3.2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. A second step could be to serve those around me by. Maybe, maybe as I've been talking, there's some pressures there's some way, or you know some people who are under pressure, and you, you have ideas that you could meet needs by stepping out and taking initiative. <clears throat> that could be your next step. And then another step would be to invite family or friend to the family Christmas service that's coming up, or the ornament exchange, or some of the things that, that are going on this season. Let's pray. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the truth we see in your word that it really does set us free because your gospel is good news. You love us and accept us. You 
have paid the price so that we could we could be forgiven and free. Help us, Lord, from a free heart to love those around us with the kind of love that you give. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.